This podcast is sponsored by GoToMeeting at gotomeeting.com slash podcast. You're listening to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Welcome to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale, the weekly radio talk show where we unwrap and reveal the secrets that successful people use, and you can too. Available at successunwrappedradio.com. I've got a simple solution for you if you're looking for a better way to present during conference calls. GoToMeeting's web conferencing. So during your call, everyone logs in to gotomeeting.com and your computer screen shows up on their computer screens. Kind of like you're all in the same room. It works well for sales and product demos, training, or real-time brainstorming. And you're not charged per minute like with other providers, so you can meet anytime, any place, with anyone for as long as you like and as often as you like, without ever leaving your office. So you'll save time and money too. You can check it out yourself by trying GoToMeeting free today. All you have to do is go to gotomeeting.com forward slash podcast. That's gotomeeting.com slash podcast to try it free. My special guest this week is Peggy McCall, internationally recognized expert in the area of destiny achievement and best-selling author of numerous books on personal development, including Your Destiny Switch, Master Your Key Emotions, and Attract the Life of Your Dreams, a book launched a week ago that just hit the New York Times bestseller list. She's the president of Dynamic Destinies, Inc., an organization committed to creating lasting and positive change. Her purpose is to make a positive contribution to the lives of millions of others, and she's been doing so by helping others achieve their goals for the past 25 years. Peggy, thanks so much for being here to help us unwrap our destinies and emotions on Success Unwrapped. All right, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to serve. First of all, congratulations on the new book hitting the New York Times bestseller list. That's great. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled, just thrilled. I had so much support and you know, as we know very well that it's with the help of others that we get to achieve our goals. So I've been very blessed with, with having tremendous support around me. You're actually an expert at helping authors become bestsellers. Could you tell us in a nutshell what the secret is? Yeah, one, one of the things that I, I love to do, and that's really part of my, my vision and mission and purpose, is to help make a positive contribution to the lives of millions of others. And, and I say that at that grand scale because I, I don't believe it's just through my own work, it's through other people's work. And so I've been blessed to work with a number of great authors, and some more recognized than others. Neil Donna Walsh is an example. And uh, so in a nutshell, how that works is that when Neil was launching his 10th book in the, in the Conversations with God series, it's a book called Home with God, he had contacted me and asked me if I'd be willing to do an internet campaign for his book, which I had just completed for Wayne Dyer for his book called Inspiration, the Ultimate, Your Ultimate Calling. And so I said I'd be l- delighted to because I love Neil Donald Walsh and his work. So how it works is that we, we really, we work um, very diligently to put together an offer that that really delivers a true win-win-win strategy, meaning that anyone who invests in one copy of the book, they get all kinds of bonus gifts. And now some people, it, it doesn't appeal to everyone, but it appeals to a lot of people, obviously, because lots of folks love to get free stuff and gifts and, 
and there's nothing about it that, that isn't wonderful. It's all wonderful. So we, we wrap it up where we have a number of list owners that are really targeting the same genre, the people that are interested in his type of book, and we get them to send out an email on a particular day. And the idea is that we're creating a time-limited offer. You buy one copy of the book and you get all these gifts. And the gifts are downloadable things. They're downloadable e-books. They're audio programs. They might be entrance into a teleseminar. It could be discounts off certain things. And as a matter of fact, I have a campaign running right now for my book, Your Destiny Switch, and all that information is on destinyswitch.com. So it's the same idea, just really creating um, an exponentially valuable gift offering for folks when they make a buying decision to buy one book. Cool. All right, let's take it back a few years. How exactly did you begin this whole journey of wanting to help others create positive change in their lives? Well, that's a fabulous question. It, it, really, it really goes back to the 1980s. And it was at a point in my life where I was extremely depressed and had a lot of anger inside of me completely insecure, couldn't look in a mirror. I wasn't living in a ditch or anything. I mean, I, well, my life wasn't a total disaster, but I was very unhappy. And frankly, it wasn't a very wonderful place to be. It was like a very dark place. And so when I discovered through Bob Proctor, who was my first mentor, that we cannot escape from a prison unless we know we're in one, and I was in an emotional prison, and I didn't know I was in it and didn't realize that I was responsible for it, that basically the switches inside me, my emotional switches of turning on emotions, was really something that I controlled. So once I discovered that and started to experience positive change in my life, which caused my level of happiness to increase, which caused my level of confidence to increase, which caused my level of love and, and inspiration and faith all to increase, I decided I wanted to help other people because there's a lot of people that are in emotional pain of some sort, and it may not be a consistent thing. It could be a temporary thing. And so I made a commitment that I would dedicate and devote my life to helping others. And it was just basically came from, from my own desire for making the change first in my own life, understanding how all of these principles work and applying them in my own life, and then deciding and devoting and dedicating myself to help others. You mentioned that you realized you were responsible for it, and I know that the listeners hear this again and again, but it doesn't always stick, that message that we're responsible for what we have. What is a way that they can really understand that, yes, they are responsible for the situation they have now, the emotions they have now? I love that question. It's a beautiful question. There's, there's two things, two, two responses that come to mind. One is that let's start by, by not judging ourselves. And so if we take responsibility, I think part of the reason why people don't take responsibility is that they don't know that they're responsible, and two is because it doesn't feel good to take responsibility. And, you know, we'll do what we can to avoid the not feeling good part. And the not feeling good part sometimes comes from judging. And I'll give you an example from my own life, and that is that when I realized that my marriage was not working and, and I was self-sabotaging it from my own from my own place. I take responsibility for my contribution in the marriage not working. I was I, I finally recognized that I had this feeling of unworthiness and it was a destructive emotion that, that literally destroyed my marriage. And so when I realized that my first instinctual thought or feeling was to feel bad about myself because what a fool. You know, what a, what a fool you are. You're very aware of all of this. 
You've been studying personal development for many years, and here you are. You've just destroyed your marriage. Now, did that make me feel good? Absolutely not. It was just destructive. It made me feel worse. And so what I, what I learned, and really I learned this through Neil Donald Walsh's teaching, is that we, we need not judge ourselves. It's more important to just become an observer and become aware and never, ever judge ourselves. Just say, hey, you know what? I was feeling those emotions. Yes, I contributed to the, to the destruction of, of a marriage. And so the great thing is that I've recognized that and now I can choose to do something about it. So we remove the judgment part. So that's, I think, important for, for folks to know is just let's remove the judgment part no matter what we've experienced, no matter what we've created in the past, no matter what's shown up for us in the past. The second part is that one thing that I've heard back from the readers of Your Destiny Switch that they love is that there's a lot of books on emotions that, uh, that are out there. And what the, the difference between Your Destiny Switch is that I'm using a metaphor. I'm using the metaphor of, an, uh, of a switch that you'll have on your dining room wall as an example that will turn up the light or turn down. It's called a dimmer switch. And so that's what I've created in Your Destiny Switch is that there's a scale of human emotions. And, and on that scale, there are 12 emotions and they have they have an opposite end and then that varying degrees in between. So that's all covered in your destiny switch. But I'm the one. I am the one that controls this. So if I think of my neighbor's home, I'm, I'm looking out my living room window right now at a beautiful home across the street. They cannot flip a switch in their house and have the lights go on in the room that I'm sitting in. There's no way. They have no power, no ability. We are not connected whatsoever mm. with them to have that ability. It's the same thing with our emotions. They cannot flip my switch on any emotion inside of me. And that one metaphor, I have been told over and over again from my speaking engagements, from my teleseminars, from my book, that the readers and, and attendees telling me that that's the thing that really shifted for them. It's like one little thing, one little metaphor that they can equate to, that they can understand. It's bringing the understanding into them so that they can say, I get it now. It makes sense. And so that's what I, I use, and I think that's the thing that really has helped people in the biggest of ways. Yeah, that is a very powerful metaphor. I mean, just the fact that it's a switch on one level, but when you put it that way that no one else can turn our switch, that's incredibly powerful. Now, the thing is that emotions often run our lives, and a lot of us wish we could just turn them off and, you know, just have it all dark right. <laughs> or at least suppress those powerful emotions. So what is the best way to use that dimmer switch to manage them? Yeah, that, that is, that's uh, another great, you have such great questions, Heather. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, it's so true because, and I can, I can relate to all this. I mean, we're having this, this interview on a telephone and you can't see me nodding my head if you're asking the question. <laughs> But I can totally relate to the questions you're asking because I was there. I was in that dark place and really wanted to cower away in a corner because I didn't even want to acknowledge the feelings, nor did I want to deal with them, and probably didn't even know that I wanted to deal with them and just felt that it was everybody else's fault, that my life was such a mess and that I felt the way I did and I was angry and all that did was contribute to it. So how we can use it is, is uh, there's, I have a three-step process in your destiny switch that, that I recommend and and the first step is just to observe what are we feeling. And again, from that place of awareness, from an observer, not from a judge, not from someone who's going to judge, and just notice, okay, what am I feeling? The scale of human emotions, I think, really helps ground people, too, so they can see, oh, there is a scale. Okay, I see there's an opposite end to the emotion of kindness. It's unkindness. And that's, that's very 
common sense. It's very logical. And, and how I created the scale of human emotions was from some work that Aristotle did. Aristotle did some work on a book called The Art of Rhetoric. And he paired emotions, and he said the opposite of kindness is unkindness. The opposite of, of love is hate. And he didn't get into it in detail. Like, your destiny switch is really getting into it in detail. There's a whole chapter on destructive emotions and how to avoid them. And then there's a chapter on the creative emotions and how to use them. So if we can just observe what they are and then make a decision, a simple decision, you know what, I don't want to feel this anymore, and then switch to a positive emotion. And there's switching techniques. I call them switching techniques, ways to increase the level so that you move from a negative, an uncomfortable feeling into a more positive and empowering emotion. And and all of that is also also enclosed in your destiny switch. But I'll give you an example. The other day I was driving back from taking my son, Michelle, to school. And I started thinking about some things on my brand new website that weren't working. And I am so particular about my website. I really want it to be a place where it's serving people at the highest level. And we have worked for months on this website. And it's, it's gorgeous. It's got this ability to, to test your emotional levels. And there were a couple links that weren't working. And I was really feeling frustrated. And so I'm driving back in, in the car and I'm thinking about these links that aren't working and I'm feeling you know, frustrated and it's almost moving to a place called anger and I'm tense and I'm driving my car and it's rush hour. I take my son to school during that period of time, and I'm starting to to notice. Oh my goodness, what am I what am I feeling here? And and so the first thing I did was observe, you know, what I was feeling. And then um, I decided, okay, well, this is not going to serve me, especially when I'm driving a motorized vehicle down, down the road in rush hour. It's not going to help because I'll end up getting frustrated at the traffic and you know perhaps cutting somebody off. Who knows? And and so I just thought, okay, this is not serving me in any way. So I just decided, okay, what else do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel relaxed and calm and confident it's going to be fixed because my webmaster is one of the best, I think, in the world, and I know he'll fix it. He's just amazing, and he did, by the way. And so I I immediately took some deep breaths. I just took three deep breaths, took in the air and let out the air, and I had these big deep breaths. That, to me, is a switching technique. It just caused me, well, there's two switching techniques I used there. One was to ask myself a question, you know, what do I want to feel right now? And then the next one was to do something about it, which was another switching technique, take in some deep breaths. And that immediately calmed me. And even as I do that now and think of the emotion, I get attached to the emotion, I get to feel the tension come in my body. And as I take those deep breaths, it's released. It's, it's gone. It's like my shoulders are down and I'm far more relaxed and more calm. And, and so those are the things that it's very simple. I call it a three-step process. Observe, decide, switch. Observe, decide, switch. And we can use just, I am so into simplicity, Heather, and hmm. and that's really what all my work is. It's just, let's distill this down into simpli- simplistic things. And it doesn't have to be complicated. There's just simple things we can do that can cause us to change how we feel. And it can have an instant of effect. Yeah. Yeah. Observe, decide, switch. Definitely very simple and straightforward. Now, What's coming to mind as you're telling that story is I used to do a lot of driving for a job I had, and I almost considered the driving part to be meditative. So when you, you know, you're in that traffic and you can kind of have your own headspace, that would be a perfect time to kind of do that. Oh, yeah. Now, what I find is a lot of the times when the emotions come up, it's in the heat of the moment, so to speak. So yeah. you might even be in the middle of an argument and 
that's when it's going to be the most difficult, ironically, to apply this process. So how would we do it when there's someone else there and we're just, you know, we might get to the point of observing it. We know what's going on, but we just can't get to that second step. Well, there's, there's two things. There's many things, but there's two that I'm going to share with you right now. Okay. One is we need to bite our tongue. <laughs> I think that is just a great thing to do. And I'll, I'll tell you, my husband, Denny, is really good at that. <laughs> and I see him, and it, it's funny because when when you're with someone, you know, and they do that, it, it changes how you're feeling. It sort of puts a little, when Denny does that, he bites his tongue. Um, it puts a smile on my face because I think, wow, that's great. And the other day he did something, I forget what it was, and he turned to me because he was expecting a reaction. And I just had this smile on my face, and I opened my mouth, and I was biting my tongue. And he goes, oh, very good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one. And it can become playful, especially with couples. The other one is a very powerful five-word question that Neil Donald Walsh again taught me. And I wrote about this in Your Destiny Switch, which can absolutely impact and change how you're going to respond. And, and no matter what's going on, no matter if you think that person is not justified in their tyrant and that they've, you know, gone off the scale or whatever, is to ask yourself one question. You can do it quietly in your head, and that question is, what would love, what would love do now? Mm. And that's the question to ask. What would love do now? That's great. And, and that, that will have a very powerful response. You say, what would love do now? I know there was one time when my sister and I were, were having a, um, an email back and forth challenge, and I could tell it was getting a little heated. And so I wanted to respond, like, attack back. You know, I felt she had attacked me. She probably didn't. And, you know, that's the thing with email. It can sometimes be, be a little challenge. Mm. So I got her email, landed in my inbox, and I was feeling, like, you know, really kind of attacked. And so... My, I think a natural response is attack back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I wanted to do. And then I asked myself that five-word question, what would love do now? And then I realized that she's only coming from a place of caring. And she was, I don't know, recommending something or whatever. And I said, you know what? I really do appreciate that I think you're expressing what you're expressing because you deeply care. And and so I think it probably surprised her to get that response back because she probably expected an attack back. Mm-hmm. And um, and honestly, you know, when I think of our childhood and as we were growing up, we had a lot of hostility in our home. And that's what Judy and I, we're one year apart, and that's really what we were raised in. And we're not like that today. I would say that we've definitely evolved, and, and uh, it's a much more loving family environment than it was when we were children. But still, you know, if you've got that inside you, you know, where you've sort of been accustomed to or programmed and you're, you know, an attacker or, you know, you respond, and it depends. I mean, you're not like that with everybody, obviously. I think we're a lot nicer to strangers than we are to our own family. Yeah. But if we can, you know, find ways to be more loving to the people that are more most important to us, like our family, like our husband, like our sisters, brothers, you know, children, mother, father, whatever... I think it's it's just such a tremendous gift to be able to do that and to be to be loving and and uh, to act in a very loving way and that question can will only give you positive answers and will cause you to po- respond in a very positive way. Yeah. Now you've identified that there's numerous emotions on what you call the scale of human emotions. What is it about love that is so powerful? Oh. I love that. Love is 
love is to me the most powerful emotion and and uh, it is the emotion that I, I speak to first in your destiny switch as as a as a choice it, it doesn't have to be the choice for everyone that they choose that love is the emotion that they're going to they're going to focus on but what i found is that love is a very healing emotion it's a very energizing emotion it can positively impact other emotions as well and even though there's a scale of 12 emotions i think there's an invisible thread that runs through them all that connects them together so if we're feeling love expressing love and really connected to that feeling of love and even though on that scale of human emotions where we would find um, the emotion of, uh, let's say, anger or rage, which is on the opposite end of being calm. So if we're feeling loving and we're feeling anger as well, by feeling love, it will cause us to become more calm. It will cause us to raise up that level of calm. So it positively impacts every other emotion. And what I've also found and discovered is that love impacts everyone it touches. So when we're feeling love and we're expressing love, and even if it's just self-love and, and love for another, it does impact others around us because it, it's, it's like an energy that comes out of your pores. It's like exuding from you. It's an expression. There's a vibrational um, reaction that actually occurs when we're connecting to these positive emotions. It, it's the same thing with, with negative emotions as well, any emotion. There's a vibration that's occurring, and that's why there's a law called the law of attraction. And the law of attraction really works with our emotions that we are attracting because we're vibrating. It's like a magnetic energy. We're, we're attracting to us like situations, like people, like results based on what we're feeling. So I think love has an incredible force that when it's, when it's expressed, it multiplies. Discover your own Destiny Switch at Peggy's website, destinyswitch.com. That's destinyswitch.com. And I hope you've enjoyed the first segment of our interview. But it's not over. There's a full 200% more than what you just heard where we delve deeper into these success principles. To unwrap the full interview and get lots more tools for success, just sign up to become a Success Unwrapped member on any level you choose at successunwrapped.com slash members. This has been Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of Success Unwrapped, helping you to unwrap and discover your own potential for success. Until next time, keep unwrapping. I'm Heather Vale. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network at Blueberry.com. That's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com.